All right, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Gumcast. This is Paul Kist filling in for Omar Shaker this week. We just want to thank you for joining us thus far as we're coming very near to the end of our very first season. This episode is a special one. You see, chapter 10 is all about starting new journeys, including Muscat and his family immigrating to the U.S. from Kenya. We thought it would be great to bring someone on who had an immigration story of his own. So I invited my dad to be on the show. As the episode went on, we went from the topic of immigration and then transitioned to the topic of fathers and sons. You'll hear a conversation between a guy and his dad who are very close, but what isn't really apparent in the interview is the fact that it wasn't always this way. In fact, for most of my adult life, while yes, the love was strong and immovable, we were quite far from each other. And what filled the space between us was a great distance and a lot of silence. Once I left the house at 18, I moved to New York City and I never really looked back. I wanted freedom, freedom from high expectations. To me, it was a freedom from having to fit a certain mold that had nothing to do with my own interests or ideals. You see, I didn't see my dad's strictness as his expression of love and fatherhood that I now come to understand. I saw it as a barrier and a very high bar that I wasn't even interested in trying to reach. And so a distance grew between us, one that lasted almost 16 years. During those years, he was changing. I never gave him the chance for me to know that this was happening. And this interview confirmed for me what I began to suspect in recent years. You'll hear his reflections about this transition from the father role of his home culture to this realization that letting go and allowing me to be myself was the only way to do this right and have that right relationship between us. You'll hear us mention a trip to Spain as the turning point of our relationship. And it really was. You see, like out of nowhere, he invited me to go on this international trip and it totally caught me off guard. Yet something inside just urged me to, to just go and, and just do it. I had read The Alchemist and Southern Spain was calling my name. So, you know, I told him, all right, if you want to do this, we're doing this my way. We're backpacking through Andalusia, no resorts, no beaches, just you and I on trains, planes and automobiles, man. And to my surprise, he said yes. You'll hear a conversation between a father and son who are very close, but the journey to get there was further than I could have ever imagined. Hearing his words showed me that he had to travel as far as I did in order to meet his son where he was at. But despite all the troubles, I've always admired and respected this man for his story, his triumphs, his abilities, his deep knowledge of basically everything. He's such a respect for literature, film, and music. But this interview showed me so much more of this man's gumption. You see, it's one thing for someone to traverse the gap between generations and adopt a new perspective. I mean, we all know how hard that is. Now, here is a man who worked so hard to close that generational gap and to see things differently. But it wasn't just generational, but also culture. To go from how things were from his homeland to where he is now, it's really a remarkable thing. It shows us that we ourselves can change. We are not static. There's always room to grow, always room to discover new parts of ourselves and incorporate new ones too. I mention all this to tell the audience that sometimes even the most seemingly impossible relationships can be mended. They can become stronger than ever. It's something that I never really believed until I experienced it for the first time. Once the clouds lifted, I realized that so many of the things I cherish about myself, I got it from him. And so without further ado, here we go with episode 10 of the Gumcast. It's very hard for anybody to leave a country that you grow up in. One day you wake up, you get ready, you're gonna take the plane, 
and fly away. That's not easy. Another word for gumption is uh, chutzpah. Chutzpah. Yeah. How would you describe chutzpah? Chutzpah is like having the strong heart to go and do something heartedly without any hesitation. As long as you believe in it, go for it. That's chutzpah. Hello, George. Hello, hello, Paul. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Welcome to the Gumpcast. Oh, thank you very much. I'm looking forward for this. I hope I can can contribute. Whatever comes out of it, I hope I'm helpful and bringing something that of value. I don't think that will be a problem for okay. you. See, today we have this very special guest with us. This is George Kist. And for those who don't know, George Kist is my father. George is a psychiatric pharmacist, recently retired, and congratulations. Thank you. you you've been working in the field of psychiatric pharmacy for how many years? For uh, almost 30 years. As you know, here on the Gumpcast, we always ask our guests in the beginning to tell a story. And so we're going to get to the story in a moment. But first, I want to share a little bit why we decided to have my father to join us on the show today. In the book, In Search of Gumption, uh, the main character, Muscat, has a very, very close and very interesting relationship with his father. And the topic of fathers and sons is actually a big part of the book okay. uh, that, that the show is, is, uh, is about. Which is good. Which is good. And as we know that the relationship between fathers and sons can be very complex sometimes. Sure. I wanted to have you on the show with me so we can have a conversation together. I'm honored to be able to introduce my dad to the Gumpcast audience because I know that not only will he have valuable things to share, I, I always enjoy conversations with him because they always give me a lot to think about and is often challenging to me sometimes. One of the reasons why I am who I am today in terms of how I think about things and how I see the world. So um, it's an honor for me, Dad, to have you with us on the honor Also, it's an honor for me to be with you in any setting at any time. Thanks, Dad. And okay. speaking of settings, the current setting is we are sitting here in our family room. Mm -hmm. We're drinking some, I don't know what you call this. Uh, some sugary, sugary, uh, bubbly drink is called, they call it like a, they call it like a wine product. It's a wine product. It's called Secco. It's not even Prosecco. It's like the discount cousin of Prosecco. It's just called Seco. Yeah, and we got that from my favorite uh, food place to shop, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is not a sponsor. We are not getting any money for, uh, yeah. for mentioning the name Trader Joe's. It is actually his favorite place to go shopping. Yeah. But how would you rate this wine from a scale from one to uh, ten? I would think it's a five. It's a five? You're being very generous. I give this a three. But yeah. still, it's doing the job. Sure. It's sweet. It's light. It's yeah. refreshing because we've had a very hot few I, days I, I actually like New a, York. Yeah, I like a drier kind of wine, less sugary. Mm. And we'll have to yeah. make sure to get that for next time. As in the tradition with all of our guests on the Gumpcast, we like to ask our guests to tell us a story. And so the story I wanted to know if you could share with us Mm -hmm. is the story of your immigration from your homeland, which is Egypt, mm -hmm. to the United States, which was in the 1960s. So yes. maybe you can share a little bit about this, this immigration story of yours with, with the audience. Okay. The idea of immigrating to this country wasn't really, in my calculation, wasn't planned for, wasn't looking 
four, at least during my college years. Uh, my plan was get my degree and then look to work in a hospital for a few years to go and to open my own drugstore. Yeah. The political environment in Egypt uh, changed fast and strong when they threw, went through wars in 1967. That came exactly at the same time when the United States it changed their immigration laws to accept people from third world countries. Like, you know, usually most of the immigrants that they came to the U.S. was European countries. I guess as a result of the civil rights laws and changes and stuff like that, Egyptian environment was not, uh, became less favorable. At that time, the United States was going, uh, was in the middle of the, in, in the Vietnam War. Right. And uh, so for some reason, they needed medical people. Yeah, so I understand there was there was an opportunity. Yeah, it was and an the door was open for exactly. someone like you. Yeah. However, just because there was an opportunity doesn't mean that someone has to take it. So why was it important for you to, to take this opportunity to leave everything that you knew to go to this place uh, across the ocean? It was not just economic career and future, but also I had in mind also to come over here for education, for, to go for higher education, mm. okay? I was planning like when when I come over here and work and study, I get a, a higher degree, I can go back to Egypt again. Actually, immigration was a very difficult thing to, to do. So the only thing you say, oh, you will make it easy on yourself by, you know, by believe, actually believing that, you know, you go over there and if you, you take that step and if things don't work, you can always come back. It's very hard for anybody to leave a country that you grow up in. One day you wake up, you get ready, you're going to take the plane and fly away. Yeah. That's not easy. Yes. And actually the day I was, was about to do this, I, uh, I, I, I was hesitant. To the extent that, in a hurry, I said, let me spend another week in Egypt, hmm. in Alexandria. I, 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 <laughs> I canceled my flight for one week to, to, to enjoy Egypt for one more week. And what did, what did you do in those seven days? I was very busy working from the day I graduated to the day I left. I was continuously working. And so I took that week as a, as a, like a vacation week and just relaxation. And the people who came to wish me well, they have to come back again mm -hmm. and wish me well again. <laughs> so you got two going away parties. Yeah, two going away parties. Doesn't sound like such a bad deal. Yep. That's what happened. But, but actually this came about my hesitation on, on leaving. So it's not easy yeah. for somebody to leave and to leave and to come to Unknown. So you came to, it was to New York, right? Yeah, I came to New York. You came to New York without a job lined up. It was just yeah, on, exactly. you just arrived here yeah, and exactly, yeah. thought you will figure it sure. out. Sure. And it became a, you become, you become a permanent resident from the first day and within five years you're going to become a, a citizen. And what year was this? This was 1960, end of 1969. 1969 in the United States. Yes. If anyone in our audience 
has any concept of what the United States was like during this time. We were in the middle of what? First of all, in the last year, I was following the events while I'm in Egypt, reading about what's happening in the United States. The United States had, it was like in a turmoil. Turmoil from all kinds, was in the middle of Vietnam War. Kids were burning their draft card, going to Canada, going to Israel to, to avoid the draft. President Kennedy was shot. Martin Luther King was shot. Uh, Robert Kennedy was shot. Was also shot. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X yes. was shot. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and and I happened to go into a, a, a movie about New York City, and it was like a, a, a the most violent movie was happening in the subway between a robber and people. And I said, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Or what I'm going here. Right, know? right. And yet you voluntarily yeah, but, got on a but, plane yeah. and flew but, by yourself exactly. to Manhattan, yeah. right? It was, exactly. it was Manhattan. Yeah. And actually, the, the United States at that time didn't have a diplomatic relation with Egypt because as a result of the 67 war, uh, Egypt broke the, relation, uh, the diplomatic relation. And in that case, the United States embassy was just a small room inside the Spanish embassy. So I just want to reflect on a couple of things. Sure. Um, the summer of 69 was was Woodstock, and you and I recently watched the Woodstock documentary. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, I don't think you knew exactly what Woodstock was no. at the time. I'm just curious, in retrospect, if you could go back to that summer, would you join and go to the Woodstock concert. To me, these kids looked like like they, they, they didn't have a career. They were mostly college kids. I viewed myself as a professional looking for a job, mm. getting a job nine to five. But in the meantime, I really followed the music of that time until today. Yeah. And I'm still playing their songs. Simon and Garfunkel and uh, Peter, Paul and Mary, Bob Dylan, uh, you know, all this, you know, I actually, Bob Dylan just got a Nobel Prize, I think, a few years back mm-hmm, for, for his lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Nobel Prize in literature for his lyrics because they believe that some of the lyrics of the songs, it made a big impact on the American life. You are actually one of my first musical influences. Some some of my earliest memories of listening to music was listening to Simon and Garfunkel with you yep. in the office. Cecilia was maybe one of the first songs I had memorized. Yep. Even before Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, I think I knew <laughs> Cecilia yep. first. It's clear that there was a big influence on you in terms of the culture. You found home here somehow because it wasn't that you went back to Egypt or anything. So I'm just curious, maybe you could tell the audience how you were able to create a life that is yours in a very strange and different place that you had no relation to before coming here. This this is what sometimes immigrants do. They leave their country and they come over here, but they still live within their country by living in... In, in their communities, sp- still speaking the Arabic language, eating Egyptian food. Uh, but you're uh, saying you didn't take that approach. But, but I didn't oh. take uh, that approach. At that time, there was not so many Egyptian, mm. and I didn't take that approach. I rented a, a, ro- a room in a American in a house, American family, 
After dinner, we'll sit in the living room and watch the news, uh, discuss what's going on. I was absorbing and watching and seeing. So I was living, I was living the American life as early as possible. You know? So it wasn't a shock for me and I enjoy the freedom. appropriate guest for this show because as we know our main character Muscat has a lot of chutzpah a lot of gumption and just hearing from your story dad I, I hear the story of a man with a lot of gumption to take the risk to leave everything to start a new life in a, yeah a new place in one of the craziest times in America by the sure. way you know I want to like shift gears a little bit because I think one important topic in the book is about fathers and sons I don't have any kids of my own, mm-hmm. but many of my peers are having children, especially those who are having sons. And I know how much they dream of having close relation with their sons. They have dreams of doing things together, having the same interests, all these things. Mm-hmm. And in the book and also in real life, we know that oftentimes sons take different paths from their fathers. Mm-hmm. It all, it, it's a very common story. Mm-hmm. that men try to find their own way sure sometimes different than the way of their of their dads and their ancestors and so forth I reflect on this because I feel like you and I have a very interesting story in terms of our own relationship I was trying not to push for uh, strongly or direct you for certain career here or there or to be this or to be that. I gave you the choice, but uh, I gave you the choice because I don't want to have it on my conscience that I I told you to become a pharmacist like me, for example. And then you may, you may not be happy doing that. Mm. So, uh, and you choose to go for four years education in NYU. And instead of going like to St. John's and stuff like that, mm. And you, and you, and I give you the freedom to do to 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 make your own choice. You know? yeah. That's the best way to let the child grow and make their own destiny. And in some respects, I did do that. I did I did study computers at NYU. At the same time, I wanted to have a responsible career mm-hmm. because I wanted to you know continue the story that you started. You know, you, you came a long way and you did this. And I think a part of me always wondered, well, what if I just studied music and did that whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was always like a, like a, a conflict that I had, yeah. you know? And you, you, and you know this because we've spoken about this. Sure. You know, even in, in my own mind, just like, you know, in, in the book, there was like a difference between uh, the professor's plan and, and Muscat's plan. For, from my vantage point, I always felt that maybe I was a difficult child <laughs> to raise for you. I, I felt that that tension, you know, I think that all fathers and sons have when it comes to finding identity and stuff. Yeah. I mean, w- w- would you say that you experienced the same thing? Or? Well, I, I would say, of course, as I told you, like the father would, would like to direct their kids. I, I, I learned that over the years, they can, you can always ad- advise, give, ad- give advice and discuss things. And the child will pursue the way he see, he see things and the way he accepts things and he can proceed with his own ability, no push, no, 
no pressure, none of that. To get where the child want to be. You know, the main thing to go through life also is to, to be happy mm. and to be at ease with yourself and to uh, uh, try to accomplish what you can and whatever uh, get take you to without any pressure you know and, and don't forget like if you like i am a, i am a father but i'm also a, i was a child one day mm-hmm. and i grew up in egypt in an egyptian family was the relation between a father and son or parents and children is different than now even in this country father used to yell at their kids and slap their kids once in a while but not nowadays and so i have to recondition myself to give you the freedom and to accept as much you know i i mean i was encouraging you in every way like when you you're practicing music going for a, a competition at the state level at the county level in school and I'll, and i and i and i remember all those times yep. and um and that was to you was something new same thing was new to us also so we went through the training and the the enjoyment of the event like you yeah i mean honestly cuz i i never understood why exactly cuz i remember with every concert i used to tape yes with every concert i'm playing yeah. the tuba you're there with the camcorder recording and i'll be honest i didn't a understand if you really enjoyed the music that we were playing and yeah. what what made you spend all that time just standing there with a video camera i mean these things are memory and history and something that he can go back and look on uh, back to it and look at it you know you know when i think about uh, my relationship with you today i i see you as one of my best friends thank you paul same here now at my uh, at this age and time you see that I'm, i'm not giving you advice anymore i'm actually getting advice from you you know i hope i'm not steering you wrong no no you're not steering me wrong because i come to you with a lot of questions and i wait for you when you come to ask you all this question how about to do this 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 and that you know the dynamic of relationship on life changes by time you know by age by time and Yeah. Oh, that's... From my vantage point, I've been reflecting on on our closeness. Yes. And I feel very grateful for it. Um, Thank you. Same here, Paul. And I look and I think, well, what like was it always this way when did it start? Our trip to Spain was a turning yeah. point in our relationship. Exactly. You feel this too. Yep. You did a good you did a great job as a travel agent and a travel mm-hmm. companion and uh, your uh, knowledge of the Spanish language because I know you studied Spanish. So I and I enjoy the I enjoyed you more than any of these things but these things made it also easier and more enjoyable too. So you you as a travel companion are great. As I've been reflecting on this trip Um I do have uh, a question for both of us is why do we think that this trip was such a turning point for our relationship because I think the dynamic of travel is there is a certain interaction and and uh, in the in the process of travel uh, travel with somebody when you travel you, you you there is an unknown factor of things 
You don't know what you're going to be looking at. You're going to look at things for the first time. There's a lot of hope that things will work the right way. And to get somebody, so you have the companionship of somebody close to you, like a father and son, and also going through the process of uh, discovering a country for the first time. So the dynamic itself and the, and the interaction is there, you know. It will work magic if it, 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 it uh, comes positive from all points, you know. The opposite would be if things don't work the right way, you know. Your expertise in traveling made everything uh, right from the beginning. Well, it's a good thing I did a good job with that. Yep. Yeah, yeah you did a good job. <laughs> Absolutely. That trip was actually, it was a lot of fun. Yep. It was the first thing that you and I did together. Yep. Really, uh, yep. as, as adults. Sure. And, I mean, I was, I was 35 years old, 36 mm-hmm. years old. So about, you know, 16 years. And I was double your age. And you were double my age. <laughs> and yet I, I, I took this man backpacking through southern Spain, sleeping yep. in a different place every single night. And, you know, yeah. he definitely held his own. Yep. And uh, we didn't get tired. In fact, we had a lot of good food and wine along sure. the way. Yep. But I'll tell you, I was confused at the invitation for the trip because we hadn't done something like this before. And I think all sons actually go through this. Mm-hmm. I think we believe that we are somehow different. We are different. We have our own way. We don't. We are different from where we come from. Being born and raised in America by parents who came from a different place, I wasn't sure if I even wanted to belong to where we came from because I was in a whole new place. Mm-hmm. Sons, we often find ourselves thinking that somehow we come from a whole different tree and we find our own way, our own identity. Something very different happened on that trip for me. Yep. I realized a few things. I realized, number one, mm-hmm. I can have a good time going out with my father, having some wine and, and, and tapas. Oh, okay. Number one, it felt like I was hanging out with any one of my friends. Good. I'm, I'm glad I gave you that impression. You, like I went back in years, right? No, I think I was the one that wanted to go to sleep, and you mm-hmm. were like, "No, let's go to the yeah. next place, to the yeah, next place." No, I mean, you, you, actually, I was like, "Here is my hand. Take me to wherever you want me to take me to." Yeah. yeah. Number two, I saw the adventurous spirit in you. Yeah. I knew in my memory that this was a man who had an, a great adventure of his own, immigrating to the United States. Yet the man that I knew growing up was very calm (laughs) and more structured and not going to the ends of the earth for this or for that, you know, just a very regular existence. And you know me, as soon as I got the idea of traveling, I went to so many places. I went to South America, this and that. And so I didn't know what it would be like to travel with you. And then I come to realize Number two, here is this man who has this, the same adventurous spirit that I know in myself. And suddenly I, I, I saw where I got it from. I mean, there is always a piece of adventure or, 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 or an element of being adventurous. It, it can get more or less between adventurous and, mm-hmm. and cautious, caution also. Yeah. And as you grow older, the issue of being cautious gets stronger than the issue of being adventurous. But as you hear the term, uh, young at heart, you know? Yeah. That's the best way to do it, to go through life at any age, is to, to continue to be young at heart. 
you, you, you can't tell somebody how old are you when uh, the number does not mean have nothing to do with how you feel. I mean, you could feel as young as you can be, you know, or even younger than when you were young. Because when you were young, you were more busy looking for a job or getting exhausted by work and doing things you don't like or you enjoy to a certain extent, but it's still work. As you get older and you work less or you're retired, then you can enjoy the same, uh, you can go through the same things. I'm looking forward to have similar trips with you and take Faiza and Nadia and we go all of the four of us, you know? We, or, or the two of us. All of the two, we'll leave them behind. Sure, we sure. can just go the two we'll of leave, us. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I'm just saying we can have a mix of both. I'm just kidding, Mom and mix, Nadia. Mix and match. Let me put it this way. I learned in my 30s that I found so much of you inside of me, both in the workplace, mm -hmm. during the years when I was working hard, building the startup with my colleagues, I found so much of you in how I showed up to work, mm -hmm. in the discipline, in the organization, in how I dealt with my colleagues, how I dealt with superiors, the whole thing. I, I found a lot of what I witnessed in you inside mm -hmm. of myself. It just happened, you know, it just sort of came about spontaneously. And then on that trip, the part of me that I always had connection to, which was my love of music and art, of travel and of good food and wine and just, you know, exploring the world, mm -hmm. I had such a great companion doing it. We are very similar. I also remember all these books that I remember, books that I've read, music that I've listened to, movies that I've seen. You had already seen them or read them. And sure. Uh, the successful trip that we had in Spain gave me a lot of ideas about we have to repeat it yeah. many more times. What do you think of Thailand? No problem. You heard it here, it's folks. Little, little further than what I expected. <laughs> language and food and everything else, but it's, uh, it's okay. America is the only country in the world where even when I know all my papers are in order, I still feel like a refugee climbing over a wall while standing in immigration line at the airport. It's like they think it's the most exclusive club in the world and everyone wants to get in. Sometimes I wonder does their marketing. After getting the coveted stamp and being allowed entry into adult Disneyland, I realized that the new slogan of America was the land of the divided. But this isn't actually new because in the late 60s, the era of George Kist, our lovely guests, they had way bigger problems. Presidents were being shot and people were taking sides. Now fast forward to 2021 and people are taking shots and presidents are taking sides. I still haven't figured out where these sides are or why they put the hole in the donut, but I know that the donut, although seen simply as a delicious glazed American treat, it is actually our guide to greatness. Time to fill the gap with jelly and make America whole again. What advice do you have for sons out there who are 
struggling in their relationship with their fathers, either distant or misunderstanding, what, what's your advice to them? I think the advice is not to the sons only, I think to the fathers too. I think it needs the both of them to see and appreciate each other more. If they have a problem or a difficulty on that, they should seek help or advi- they seek advice or some a professional advice. It's very valuable not to waste that relationship and uh, in terms of advice and career development of the son and also the sanity and the uh, and the peace of the family in general uh, in general so it's not every day that you'll hear me say this or even ask this question and as you told as you said before that you have you have refrained from giving me advice mm-hmm. but i'm going to you know right now i want to ask you do you have any advice for me i will gladly accept uh, my advice for you is to look around don't lose hope be very insightful and uh, about what's around you have a clear goals in in clear goals in your for your future and career hope everything and have dreams and hopefully all these things get realized you know and when you dream dream without any limitation the sky is the limit and and if you go on your just try to follow your dreams it will happen yeah this is very good advice for a very uncertain time that the world is in i think all we have is our dreams that can get us to the next phase after everything we've been through in the last yeah. year i think this is very solid advice i don't know fortunately or unfortunately i dream very big okay yeah, good That's, um, that's exactly what you supposed to do we'll, we'll have to see where that's going to take us mm-hmm. Did you enjoy this interview? Did you enjoy being a guest on the show? Absolutely. Whenever you whenever you want me, I'm there. All right, you heard it here. Yes. Uh this is Dr. George Kist. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And we will see you next time on the Gumcast. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for you and and Omar and everybody. All right, so um, I guess whenever whenever we're ready, we can start. Sure. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce you. Okay. Um, I'm going to introduce you as my dad. Okay. And then um, and then usually we have everyone start by telling the story. So yeah. So you ready? Sure. Actually, okay. Actually, <clears throat> actually, the circumstances of my coming here wasn't really planned for or uh, in the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. I grew up in it when it was less crowded than what it is today. Mm-hmm. And uh, professionally speaking, you would open mm-hmm. a drugstore. Are you telling the story now? Yeah. Are you, we haven't started yet. So, oh, okay. okay. So um, you want I'm, me to I'm, start I'm, all over again? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just telling you the format. And then, okay. and then from there, we'll... We'll have a, a more open discussion. Okay. Okay.